Can you stand before God? Can you dare to approach the glorious throne of a holy God who's revealed his shining glorious will? No. But Christ can. And Christ invites us, clothed in his glorious righteousness and with his forgiveness, to be transformed. And we will be transformed. Right now we're in that season, that time where we're walking in this cursed world in darkness. And yet, around the corner, God's revealed his glorious and gracious plan. This message comes from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. February 27th, 2022. Exodus 34, 29-35 Well, it's that time of year again. We're at the end of February and at the start of March. And pretty much, no matter where you live in the Northern Hemisphere, you find that this is probably the bleakest time of year. You find that the the grass is dead, it's muddy, maybe the skies are gray more than usual, and it's just not a pleasant time of year compared to other times of year, at least for many of us. But behind all that, we know is a, a big change, a, a transformation is on the way, and spring's just around the corner when you'll see the, the grass spring and all those, those dry leaves will fall off and new springs of leaves will come up, a total transformation. God reveals his glory in nature as he makes what is so dead alive. That's what God does in his plan for us. Today we continue our series looking at God's gracious plan revealed. And his plan for us is to reveal his glory. It's a glory which is hidden. It's hidden in his word and it's hidden in his people. We turn today to Exodus chapter 34. We see a time when God's glorious word was revealed to the people of Israel, a glory which he made known to them in a special way. And it leads us to see that the way God reveals his glory is he shows us through his word and through his actions and through a mediator that he is going to transform us and our relationship with him. In Exodus 34, we see the, the people are waiting for Moses. You see, God had given them a covenant. Moses had met with the Lord on Mount Sinai. He had written down the Ten Commandments. He had told them that they would be his people. He would be their God. He was their Savior. And they entered into a covenant, an agreement relationship with the Lord, their God. But there was a problem. The people were in that, that bleak, wondering time uh, between February and March, I guess it would be in the season for us, when everything was gray and dreary and they, di they didn't know what was going to happen because they had broken the covenant with God. Moses had come down the first time with those tablets of stone and he smashed them because the people had smashed their relationship with their God. They couldn't even keep the first commandment. And so Moses had to go back he had to ascend up the mountain to the Lord. And he was going to try to see if he could intercede on behalf of those people and restore the broken covenant. And it's here in Exodus 34 that the people 
first begin to see that the covenant will be restored. Moses was gone 40 days and 40 nights speaking with the Lord on the mountain. And he wrote, once again, those Ten Commandments on those tablets of stone, and he heads back down to the people. Exodus chapter 34, verse 29 reads, When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant law in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, his face was radiant, and they were afraid to come near to him. You can imagine how that would be striking as they see Moses returning from the mountain, his face reflecting the glory of the, the Lord whom he had spoken with. But that must have been one of the greatest sights for them to see, the fact that Moses was coming back with renewed tablets of the covenant and reflected in the face of Moses was the glory of the God who was going to continue in a covenant with his people. Moses, the mediator, was going to reestablish the covenant as he stepped in and gave them God's word. Moses called to them. So Aaron and all the leaders of the community came back to him, and he spoke to them. Afterwards, all the Israelites came near to him, and he gave them all the commands the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. Moses was reflecting God's glory, and he was giving the, the covenant words to the people as they heard that God was going to renew the covenant that he had made with them, the covenant which they had broken. He was a merciful God. This covenant is the Ten Commandments and the covenant often called of Sinai. Moses had to put a veil, it says, over his face so that the people wouldn't see, as Paul says, the fading glory of that covenant. When Moses finished speaking to them, he put a veil over his face. But whenever he entered the Lord's presence to speak with him, he removed the veil until he came out. And when he came out and told the Israelites what he had been commanded, they saw his face was radiant. Then Moses would put the veil back over his face until he went in to speak with the Lord. The fact that Moses' face was reflecting the glory of God emphasized all the more the glory of the covenant God had given them. It was the, the law of God. You see, the law of God is glorious. Sometimes we look at it as it's not maybe so glorious. Maybe in pride, someone might look at God's law and say, well, I don't need that. And in pride, they, they assume that they're above and beyond keeping God's law, that they've never really sinned. But then they should look in the bright, shining face of someone like Moses and realize, do you stand? Can you stand before a glorious, bright, holy God with this covenant, the covenant of his law? Others look at this covenant of Moses and they begin to shrink back at the light and the sight of the glory of God's law. And though, try as they might, they realize they cannot attain the glory of keeping God's holy law. All the commandments, when it comes down to it, become something that aren't glorious to them, but cause them to despair. Maybe you feel that way. 
You hear someone preaching about how you're to keep your heart pure before God and how you're to dedicate your life to God and how you're to give your heart to him. And then you realize, much like Israel, you haven't kept this covenant as you ought. And when you see the shining bright face of some preacher who's telling you, do this and you'll have life, it, it is glorious. But you realize you haven't kept it. Which side do you fall on? Do you feel like you can stand before a glorious God? Or are you the one who feels like you could never stand before a glorious God? God reveals his hidden glory. And here we see it revealed in the face of Moses and in his word given through Moses, the Ten Commandments. This is often called the, the Sinai Covenant. But what's glorious behind all this is not just God would give them his commands, but that he wanted to renew the covenant with them. We see before Moses even comes down back to the people, he intercedes on their behalf and he wants God to forgive them for their sin, to re-enter into a covenant with sinners. Sinners who should know better, people who had already been saved by God, who had already been told they have a covenant with him, but had broken it. Does that sound familiar? God told Moses, as Moses asked to see the glory of the Lord, I will show you my glory. And he revealed his name, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate God, slow to anger, abounding in love, forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. You see, Moses had stood in the presence of God and he had a glorious covenant in those tablets. But far surpassing the glory of those Ten Commandments was the glory Moses saw during those 40 days on the mountain. The glory that Moses heard as God restored the covenant with him and forgave his people so that they could once again have his law and be in a covenant with their God once again. So we see how God reveals his gracious plan. His plan is to, yes, reveal his glorious law to his people. But far surpassing that glorious law is the message that the people had as God reflected his glory in the face of Moses, the mediator, and said to them, he is with them, he forgives them, and he's going to renew the covenant once again. The apostle Paul writes about this event in the New Testament. You can find about that in 2 Corinthians. He speaks of this covenant that God made on Sinai with Moses it is glorious, but it's a glory that fades in comparison to the covenant and the ministry found in Christ, the covenant of forgiveness and grace. We read in 2 Corinthians 3, verse 7, Now, if the ministry that brought death which was engraved in letters on stone, came with glory so that the Israelites could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of its glory, transitory though it was. Will not the ministry of the Spirit be even more glorious if the ministry that brought condemnation, that's the Sinai covenant, was glorious? How much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? See, God's word has two covenants, which gives us two ministries. 
the covenant given at Sinai with the Ten Commandments, the law, the glorious law of God, the glorious law of his holy will, and also the gospel, the glorious covenant of forgiveness, also God's will, that he display and show and give mercy to sinners. Which is more glorious? Obviously, I'm not diminishing the law of God, but the scriptures point us to a greater glory, one that Moses experienced before he gave the law to the people, one which the people heard as God came back to them with his word, one which you hear. And it's not heard in the preacher who says to you, try harder, be better, and then, then maybe you can be in a covenant with your God. Do you hear that kind of preaching? Give yourself to the Lord, and then the Lord will accept you. Will you stand? Can you stand before God on the basis of your own glory? Rather, isn't it that the ministry that Paul calls the ministry that brings condemnation? When we reflect on the glory of God's holy will, we can only realize and recognize we are condemned. We deserve not to stand in the presence of a holy God, but to have that covenant relationship broken, to be cast out from his glorious, loving presence, and to face the judgment of a holy God. But the far surpassing glory of God is found in this. Though we stand in the bleak wilderness of sin, and though this world is under condemnation and the curse, the surpassing glory is in the new covenant. A covenant that is not yet fully seen in God's people, but a covenant which we do have. You know, the, the picture of Moses' face shining sounds glorious, but there's another neat picture in Isaiah, and it's the feet. It says, how beautiful are the feet. You know, in the ancient world, feet were dirty, stinky, unkept, dusty. But how beautiful are the feet of those who come with the other message of reconciliation, who bring good news. Though the messenger of the gospel, like Paul, who was beaten and whipped and despised and jailed, may not seem so glorious, it is glorious. It is hidden for a time. But it is the message that God forgives sinners in Christ. It is the message that though God is glory and light, he came down to this dark world. It is a message that though we have failed to keep his holy covenant, there is one who did keep the covenant. He was born and lived as an ordinary man by all appearances, but he did not fail to keep that glorious first covenant, the law of God. He lived in perfect holiness for all the time when, when we did not fail to dedicate our hearts, our lives, ourselves to our God. This man did not fail. He is the Christ, Jesus, the Son of God. And can you picture the glory as Moses was standing there with Elijah and Christ, and they spoke of the glory of Christ. And there, not with reflected glory like Moses had when he spoke with the Lord, but with unborrowed glory, the face of Christ was revealed for a time on the mountain to shine. And he was transfigured before them, so they saw who he really was, 
the sinless, holy, perfect Son of God, the one with whom the Father was well pleased, who had kept the covenant that we could not, so he could establish and fulfill the new covenant, the one of forgiveness. And the perfect, holy Son of God, for your sake, for mine, and for the whole world, went to the cross. And God revealed his glory in the face of Christ, who appeared in such bleak darkness on the cross as an ordinary dying man. But that is the glory of God. The ministry, as Paul says, which brings reconciliation is the message of the Son of God, the Holy Son of God, dying for sinners, dying for you. So that what God declared before he regave the Ten Commandments, his glory would be found and revealed in his word. The Lord, the compassionate, the forgiving, the gracious, the abounding in love. That's the message which we share today. So that the person who's hearing, give yourself to God, dedicate yourself to God, they're only getting half the message. They're getting the message that brings condemnation. And they hear, you haven't. And they realize, I don't. They get to hear the message of reconciliation. Christ has. Can you stand before God? Can you dare to approach the glorious throne of a holy God who's revealed his shining, glorious will? No. But Christ can. And Christ invites us, clothed in his glorious righteousness and with his forgiveness, to be transformed. That all who trust in Christ, the ministry that he brings of forgiveness, all who trust in him are transformed and we will be transformed to look and appear in glory forever with Christ. Right now, we're in that season, that time, where we're walking in this cursed world in darkness. And yet, around the corner, God's revealed his glorious and gracious plan is to reveal his glory. He reveals it today in his word with the law, and with the surpassing glory of the gospel. And he will reveal it in you who trust in him. We see God's gracious plan revealed. It's the ministry of reconciliation, the message of glory in the face of Christ. And you and I declare, along with all of God's people, God has a plan. It's a plan which centers on his anointed one, Jesus, the Christ. It's a plan which God carries out despite the hardships that you will face. And it's a plan, as we looked in our series, that God will carry out to completion so that you will be changed and one day transformed so that your body will be like the glorious resurrected body of our Lord Jesus, who now sits in glory on his throne and will come again in glory. I pray that as we look together this epiphany season, you hold on to that plan of your God that he's revealed in his word. Not just holding on to the law, but also holding on to the gospel, the message of forgiveness in Christ, the glorious message of the cross. 
until we see his face shining in glory forever.